Hey, what's up? This is Chris Gray, and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. A Friday evening and welcome to the weekend preview here on your favorite sports show, ZFM Sport. On your favorite station, my station, your station, this is ZFM Stereo. The party begins with your favorite sport. On the home front, Highlanders held a late Yada comeback to edge the host 3-2 for their first away win since 2018 in a Castle Lager Premier Soccer League encounter played at the National Sports Stadium. We'll be talking about that game as as building up to this weekend's action in Zimbabwe's top flight in international sport. According to embattled New Zealand captain Sam Kane, the All Blacks are feeling pressure from all sides to rebound after their shock home defeat to Argentina, but not far away from producing a winning performance. In Around the World in 60, we have updates from the Netherlands, United Arab Emirates, as well as the United States. Second half of the show is going to be the beautiful game and a remarkable transfer window closed at midnight with a number of new spending record set and tonight we're going to list the top 10 deadline day signings. Headlined by Chelsea signing former Arsenal striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from Barcelona. In the weekend's action, Manchester United continue their revival with a third consecutive victory after Jadon Sancho struck the only goal in a 1-0 win against Leicester last night. But Eric Ten Hag believes there is still room for improvement for the Red Devils who take on Arsenal on Sunday and in Serie A Internazionale will be without the service of injured forward Romelu Lukaku for the Derby della Madonnina with AC Milan, but manager Simone Inzaghi feels confident ahead of tomorrow's Super Saturday where Fiorentina face Juventus and Lazio clash with Napoli. The Home Front Local Sports News and Analysis Right, with temperatures about to drop, we are about to warm up your weekend with a preview of what should be an exciting weekend in the world of sport. And we want you to be a part of it. Uh, get in touch with us on 0731-168-045 with your thoughts, uh, your messages, and of course, uh, your predictions for this weekend's matches. Some big, big games over in Europe. The Derby della Madonnina will see Inter taking on Milan in the Milan Derby. And then we've also got the small matter of Manchester United hosting high-flying Arsenal at Old Trafford. Will it be another humdinger in the mould of the matches that we used to witness 15, 20 years ago when Wenger and Fergie were at their zenith? 0731-168-045 and we'll be discussing all those matches and more with Chris Mizzi and Alois Bungira. Time to get into the news. We start on the home front with the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League. From the 
Faro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyabunga. All the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. Highlanders have finally won on the road. This is after Boso held off a late Yada comeback to edge the host 3-2 for their first away win since 2018 at the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League. This in a game played earlier this afternoon at the National Sports Stadium. Boso led 3-0 through goals from Ray Lunga, Wellington Navaya and Lainat Chukua before Innocent Musiwa and Fortune Binz Binzi uh, pulled two goals back for Yada. They finally won on the road. Uh, Alois, uh, Highlanders, <laughs> they'll be relieved. But uh, 3-0, it looked comfortable. In the end, it was a bit edgy and nervous for Highlanders in the closing stages. Yeah, I think I think uh, it was... Uh, they, they were nervous uh, in the end. You know, in the situation, you would... Is it us? This way, 3-0. You know, I, I, I think uh, I think they lost concentration. Uh, honestly, uh, 3-0... Uh, uh, scoreline you need to defend that and obviously the, by the time the match was finishing it was you know people were on the edge you know they didn't know what was happening but congratulations to them since 2018 guys this is a long time yeah, it's, uh, it's, to be honest especially you know Boso has got these faithful fans that travel even for the away games they are there so they endured all these well, and it also, it also speaks to, to, to how good their home f- uh, form has been. Yes. Because yes. Uh, for them of to course. be finishing in respectable positions on the back of, of just mainly games. winning at yes. uh, Barberfield Stadium yeah. uh, speaks into that. Uh, because uh, the last time, of course, that they had won a league uh, game away uh, from home, Madindan Lovo was back then uh, the man in charge uh, and this was in July 2018 where Borsa beat Triangle uh, 1-0 at Gibo Stadium that was the last time and the Highlanders will be happy Chris of course that they've won a 3-2 on the road that is what people will be talking about they've picked up uh, three points that have seen them get into the top four now this is not something that would have said of Highlanders after (laughs) the first 10 games of the season we were talking about a Highlander side that might struggle to finish in the top half of the uh, of the log but here they are in the top four uh, for the first time this season and it looks like they are welcoming back important players as well into the squad and I think that's been a, one of the very key aspects is that Adrian Silla uh, Muziwaket Lamini Pritchard Pelele were in this particular match day squad and I think another thing that brings that's bringing the elements together nicely is their new additions to their coaching staff I think we can't um, understate the importance of the work that's being done by the coach himself coming in managing to get in some new players some good players without making you know breaking the bank in terms of signings and he's managed to get this win that's been a bit of a hoodoo for Highlanders and he's managed to break it so I think it's very key for him just in terms of the faith around what he's able to do with the Highlanders project but also just ensuring that they continue on this trajectory and this top four finish I think is great for the team and also great for everyone who's been backing them from all of the sponsors that have come on board as well and of course another one now who came back into the matchday squad uh, their vice captain uh, Peter Mudua of course is arguably the best defender on the local scene uh, Alois I want to stay with this uh, course uh, that uh, Chris has taken us on uh, regards the coaches uh, yeah. Jose Brito has come in uh, there was uh, there were a few murmurs a couple of weeks ago you know where people were saying you know what is Highlanders coming or going uh, where are they headed under this coach but it looks like you know what this is the type of guy who is established a way that Highlanders is playing and the result are beginning to show and sometimes when you can see uh, an improvement in terms of style of play 
in terms of the approach on the field of play, the results are just bound to follow naturally. Yeah, most definitely, Mike. You know, when you when you think back, you know, I think uh, here on CFM Stereo, we actually uploaded, you know, the uh, the appointment of the coach because we said that we needed we needed Zimbabwe desperately needed new ideas. That we, it was CAF A, CAF A this, CAF A that because we had coaches that were being recycled with the same ideas, nothing new, and we needed we desperately needed this. And when he came, we looked at where he was coming from, guys. Somebody was worked with Jose Mourinho. He, he must have learned something, honestly speaking, you know. So, this is what he was bringing here. But most importantly for me was the professionalism that I knew and we all knew that this is what he was bringing to Zimbabwe. Because we professionalism is not something that you can just decide that yeah. you... It, it's something that you... It's progressive. Yeah, exactly. It takes time. Yes. Uh, so, he brought this and we, we we were hoping and then we, the way he started doing his own thing remember he declared that he wanted to see the boss on 90 mm. 90 players and for he, on, on his the own. youngsters he, exactly so for for me that was actually a good start it was actually a, a sign that this is a guy who knew what he was doing and he wanted to do things his way and his way for me was not in doubt mm. that this is a professional that has come to Zimbabwe and, and there have been and some setbacks you know because there will yes, always course, be challenges yeah. I think there's the, the oh, game they definitely. lost against uh, Wawa yeah. uh, drop points <laughs> against Tenax yes. and uh, you know people are ready to start asking questions but there will always be those inconsistencies because you're trying to it, establish it something all the time now we've yeah. got skeptics of course DJ Bongs has got in touch a regular contributor he says Anzi Shiri Shiri Shua Anzi nil lead. Well, the negative is that Highlanders uh, okay. failed to hold. Well, they actually held a 3 nil lead because at the end of the day, they won the game. Yeah, they won the game. The game is 90 and, minutes. And, Remember, the game is 90 minutes. Yeah, and then they won 3-2. Whilst they conceded 2-0, two, uh, two goals, Chris, the people forget that the positive is that they scored three. Yeah, yeah, yes, they also yeah. considered three. Uh, and our habits, this this is the same yada that beat Dynamos, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's exactly the same team. And when we talk about, you know what, we don't have enough goal scoring um, that's happening in our league. Here's a team that's just scored three goals. Those two goals could have been a simple lapse, lapse in concentration. Exactly. Could have been simple mistakes And that can be remedied But I think Let's take a look at Where Highlanders has come And for me Just being able To come to Arare To pick up a win Doesn't matter how they did it But they picked up the win Well let's talk about Dynamos And of course that They are in the hunt For the title And are still confident Of their chances Of winning the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League title Despite what seems Like a difficult task In upstaging Log leaders And champions FC Platinum Dimbare Teo Plazzo By six points With nine matches to go Before the end of the season and this weekend the Glamour Boys host relegation threatened Harare City in a potential banana skin Harare Derby. Let's hear from Dynamo's coach Tonderai Ndiraya. It is our hope uh, and wish that we can uh, play well and, and get a result that that we need so that we keep uh, we keep pace with the teams with the team at the top. Um, like I always say it's always difficult to play after your rivals have played. Uh, especially after they won, tends to put some bit of pressure on you. Um, obviously, because of the expectations which are there from our fans, from our stakeholders, from everyone else. So it is our hope and wish that we can handle that pressure on Sunday and and, and get a good result. Uh,
he's hoping for a good result uh, the Alois uh, is up against uh, Harare City side that's uh, certainly uh, in the relegation dogfight uh, but uh, what we know about teams that are fighting for relegation is that uh, they will often more often than not prove to be very stern obstacles because they get more and more desperate as the season goes on yeah that i think uh, I, I think when we actually say that banana skin i think is actually uh, a very good statement uh, about this game because when you look at uh, like you're saying that our city they're in a desperate situation and they need the three points and uh you know, I, I happened to be at a city training session today. You know, I was watching the training session, and uh, what I saw today, I saw some some positivity in mm. it, and I saw was the attitude. Uh, I saw the the attitude in the camp. Uh, I'm 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 thinking that they could have been upset on Sunday. They could really be an upset on Sunday because the way they were training, the confidence, and the just the atmosphere at the club. I actually have a feeling that this can actually be a banana skin uh, for Dynamos. It's a game that uh, you just don't want to miss. So, so this this could be a banana skin for Dynamos, but also a banana skin for Harare City. Mm-hmm. Uh, because <laughs> yeah. it, it looks like now, uh, Alois, of course, has pointed to the fact that um, just in terms of the attitude of the Harare City players at training, they look like they're up for it. Dynamos have to be up for it. Because yeah. uh, if they don't win, this is the type of game that you have to win yeah. if you're to take advantage of any FC Platinum slip-ups because last weekend they were presented with an opportunity yeah. to close yeah, the gap. They didn't take it. They didn't take they it. They didn't take it. They ended up sharing the points with ZPC Kariba, which is not necessarily the situation you want to be in. And ZPC Kariba themselves, not necessarily a team. Relegation candidate. Relegation <laughs> candidate as well. So coming yeah. up against Harare City, you then question, is it a factor of motivation? Say Dynamos was coming up against FC Platinum. You don't need moti- incredible motivation for a game against FC Platinum. But what they need to be doing especially with these teams is to be picking up the points because more often than not it just looks like FC Platinum is running away with that points gap and it's just getting wider and wider and Dynamo's still just chasing but these are the wins that they need to close out absolutely another big game in the capital uh, ordinarily we wouldn't call it that but it is because Herentals are playing very good football and Caps United the third biggest team in the country are also in a spot of Boulder and uh, the students coach Kumbi Mutuegu Ziva says Makepe Kepe remains a big threat despite their in-house problems which of course have seen players boycotting training again this week over outstanding salaries and allowances. Herentos are playing to win this game because they've just seen their top four slot taken over by Highlanders. They know that victory will see them get back into that top four. Caps United knowing that defeat Alois almost certainly drags them back into that relegation equation once again. Yeah, uh, obviously, Caps United, they know that uh, they're in, uh, in... For me, they're still in the relegation zone. You know, they might they, not they be in the a top... bit of a buffer, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, was it did. about six points they, now? Yeah, they yeah. did. But like we are saying, that, you know, they, they, got, they lost uh, last weekend. Uh, if they lose again, they're back in there. You know, so for me, that they sh- they, it's something that is uh, at the back of their minds and it's not going to be very uh, good for the club because Yerentas is also playing very well, to be honest. Mm. You know, uh, unfortunately in Zimbabwe, there is no prize for top four. 
you know we will talk about top four with uh, with uh, with an eye in other leagues that rewards top four but in Zimbabwe, we finish number four, but there's nothing. But, but, but for no, Herentals, no. it'll, yeah. it'll be a notable achievement. I know yeah, there's it, no it, prize. It, 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 it is uh, very notable, yes, but coming coming from that. Because so, yeah. should, should, would anyone have uh, predicted Herentals? Not even. In the no. top five at the beginning of the season? No, not even I don't top think eight. So. Yeah, even, even top even eight. Even top eight, to be honest. Yeah. In fact, a lot of people were saying eight. that Herentals might be one of the teams... Uh, fighting relegation. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think... Oh, you know, one of them was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's especially because we look at her rentals and having an above middle aged man playing in the middle of the field it doesn't lend them a lot of credibility and so when you're taking a look at the teams that who might finish where I think their coach very good coach has been able to manage mm. to, ma- to manage this team in such a way that it finishes the team and the situation at the moment the team and the the politics everything they, they, <laughs> he's been managing it so well mm. and they've been able to string together the wins and the draws to make sure that they're sitting six, six, the six matches Unbeaten. Really Last week they staged a big uh, comeback after recovering from a goal down uh, in the first half against Tanex to fire three goals in the second half to wrap up that match and that uh, victory of course lifting them up to fifth position on the league table 29 points on 25 uh, matches so far uh, and as for Caps United defeat versus Highlanders uh, kept them in 12th place with 29 points after the tw- 25 matches so uh, another defeat for Caps United could get the alarm bells ringing once again let's take a look at your fixtures uh, on Saturday that's tomorrow the 3rd of September four matches to be played at Vengere Stadium Cranbourne Bullets will play Wawa whilst at Luveve in Bulawayo Chicken Inn will host Ngezi Platinum Stars Caps United versus Herentals at the National Sports Stadium kickoff is 3 o'clock at Mandava the champions are playing against Manika Diamond that game won't be easy but FC Platinum yeah. will know that you know what they got teams breathing down their necks the need to get a positive result out of this one just to keep the likes of Dynamos and Chicken Inn at bay. Then on Sunday, four matches at Vengere Stadium is 10x versus ZPC Kariba, Bulawayo Chiefs versus Black Rhinos at Luveve, whilst at Gibo Stadium in the low felt, it is Triangle who entertain Bulawayo City. And then at the National Sports Stadium, Dynamos take on Harare City Football Club. Hi, my name is Ryan Kins, Sunshine Tour professional golfer, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Let's give you a local sports news wrap, starting with golf news, where Zimbabwe professional golfer visitor Mapwanya has was crowned the Mapungubwe Golf Challenge champion at Ndola Golf Club in Zambia yesterday. The 29-year-old Renko Mine-based Mapwanya was two points ahead of fellow countryman Robson Junoy and a Zambian Sydney Wemba. Mapwanya ho- had rounds of 69, 67 and 76 for a total round of four under 212 to claim the first spot. Head over to Sport Not Sport, which is body Building after a 14-year absence from the local bodybuilding calendar, the Mr. and Miss Mufakose contest will return tomorrow afternoon with several events lined up at Rutendo Hall in Mufakose. The contest, which has given prominence to many athletes, will have Mr. Mufakose Junior, Senior, Masters, the bikini modeling, and the fitness physique categories. Going by the theme of fighting drug abuse through sport in Mufakose, the contest is expected to return with an impressive cast who will go on to take part in the upcoming national events.
Finish off with some cricket news. Chevron's team all-rounder Sean Williams believes the ongoing one-day international series in Australia has been a learning curve for the relatively inexperienced Zimbabwe in the wake of some chastening defeats in the opening two matches in Townsville. Australia completed a comfortable eight-wicket victory over Zimbabwe in the second ODI at Riverway Stadium on Wednesday to take an unassailable 2-0 series ahead of the final game on Saturday. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Let's talk a bit of rugby in our international sports news before we take you around the world in 60. But before all that, a reminder that we're going to be having a fan zone straight after our play of the day. And you can send us your predictions on the studio WhatsApp number 0731168045. That number again, 0731168045. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. Follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. Now, international rugby is back this Saturday today and according to embattled New Zealand captain Sam Kane the All Blacks are feeling pressure from all sides to rebound after the shock home defeat to Argentina but are not far away from producing a winning performance the All Blacks lost their first ever home test against the Pumas in Christchurch last weekend and another loss to the South Americans in Hamilton this weekend would imperil their rugby championship title defence let's hear from the skipper the coaches do a heck of a lot of work in the evenings. Um, I mean, the players don't switch off. We don't switch off once um, we walk off the training park either. But I managed to get home from about six till nine last night, and then came back to the hotel because um, I get a better night's sleep without uh, having a four-month hold in the bedroom. So yeah, you know, I think all four teams that are, are playing in terms of the, like the rugby championship balance has never. I don't know if it's ever been even as it has been two-two for everyone. So um, there's that pressure. There's the ex- um, external pressure and there's the internal pressure that we put on our sides that we're not happy um, with how we fronted up last week. So, um, yeah, heaps of pressure. Z. Uh, Chris, uh, the skipper there, Sam Kane, he, he talks well. Uh, you know, he comes across as a very sincere and genuine bloke. Uh, I yeah. think very likable individual just by the way he carries himself around. But the truth is, you know, there has just been a swirl of criticism. Yeah. It's not just now. It's been for months on end. In mm-hmm. fact, it's from day one of his appointment uh, mm-hmm. as captain. Yeah. And there'll come a time, surely, where New Zealand rugby is going to have to tackle the same cane issue head on. Yeah, I, th- I think when you're taking a look at just the way the criticism has been le- uh, leveled against the All Blacks themselves. So you've got Ian Foster... All black staff, yes. But I think when you're taking a look at Sam Kane, he's been a very targeted person by the disgruntled fans. And rightfully so, because he is the captain that at the end of the day, if leadership fails, especially on the field of play, you're going to take a look at that captain. Um, I think you've also got some senior voices as well in New Zealand. Um, John Kerwin also saying, you know what, the leadership group is failing the team and specifically pointing um, to Sam Kane himself to be dropped and uh, to be replaced by Dalton Papali in the back row. So just even just on the field of plays, he's getting a lot of criticism there. And when things are not working together well, we have to analyze why. One of those major reasons could just be the leadership. Yeah, it could be the leadership, especially when you take a look, of course, uh, at the New Zealand rugby team. 
it's certainly not a question of talent. Oh yeah, it's oh, not yeah. a question of ability because there's bags of talent, there's bags of ability. So it has to come down to certain things, and one of those things could be leadership. And of course, the man who's leading the team at the moment is Sam Kane, and his position in the team is being brought up for question. Of course, Chris has already talked about Dalton Papali. He's certainly one that I would certainly consider uh, to take over uh, that open side flank position. Uh, but talking about some leadership, Brody Retalic is back in the team and of course he will be among the substitutes uh, for the All Blacks. No doubt he's going to get at least 30 uh, minutes in this game uh, just to make sure that the All Blacks get a power finish in this game versus Argentina uh, in Hamilton. You expect uh, a big reaction from the All Blacks in this game? Um... I think it'd be strange not to. I think the All Blacks, what they've managed to do, whether it's after their loss against South Africa, is to bounce back. So they'll have their loss, but I think especially in this test, I think they are going to bounce back. But I think what we need to see from them is a fixing of the errors and then a consistent run. Yes. I think I think no one doubts the ability of the All Blacks, but it's just that we want to see the coming together of that talented group of players to put on the performances that we know that they can and then to get a consistent run of form going. Absolutely. And of course, they are taking on Argentina. In the other game uh, this weekend, uh, Springbok coach uh, Jacques Nineba is treating tomorrow's rematch with Australia in Sydney as a final for his injury ravaged side as they strive to say in the rugby championship contention. Coming up, we'll take you around the world in 60 stops in Belgium, the UAE, as well as the US. Hi, this is Zinzan Brook, all black number 883, and you're listening to ZFM Stereo Sports. Z. Around the world in 60 seconds, international sports news. We drive off in Belgium where Lewis Hamilton says he's been more impressed by Red Bull's car designer Adrian Newey than by Max Verstappen's driving this season. Admitting the championship leading team have proved him wrong after he labelled them just a drinks company earlier in his career. Verstappen and Red Bull have been a scintillating combination in 2022 and arrive at this weekend's Dutch Grand Prix with big title leads in drivers and constructors standings after an utterly dominant weekend in Belgium. Belgium. Um, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. I, I'm a Hamilton fan, but I've got to say that comment's a little... Come on. No, come I, on. It's shade, but again, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. Verstappen is a talented driver, mm-hmm. and I, I, I believe that all the drives that you've got there, there's not much that separates these guys. What really is decisive is the car you drive. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing for me. And he is right. And it's just, of course, we know the spirit he's, it's, he's saying it in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of mockery in there. Uh, but the truth is, if you've got a rubbish car, you, yeah. you can't compete. Max has got just as... Guys, if you could come from 14th yeah. to first in less than 20 laps, that's got nothing to do with driving ability. Mm-hmm. You've just got a superior machine. And we'll head over to the to the United Arab Emirates where skipper Shakib Al-Hassan warned Bangladesh that they must keep their emotions in check after a rival Sri Lanka dumped them out of the Asia Cup cricket following a bitter war of words. Sri Lanka won a do-or-die match in Dubai by two wickets yesterday to move into the Super 4 stage of the tournament where they will face Afghanistan tomorrow. Set down in the United States where Serena Williams closed one chapter on her epic Grand Slam story as for the first time since 2018, Serena and her sister Venus revived the partnership which has brought them 14 doubles titles at majors. However, their hopes of collecting a third crown in New York were dashed in a 7-6, 6-4 defeat 
Chichek pairing Linda Noskova and Luci Hradek. Uh, the loss leaves Serena free to focus on what is widely expected to be the final singles campaign of her landmark 27-year career before retirement. Fan Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Right, let's go to the fan zone. Uh, and I disagree with Mike on Max. Perez has the same car, but he admitted that Max was on another level in Belgium last week. There was uh, one stage when Perez was in the lead and the team had to order him to let Max through because Max was just that much quicker, just that much quicker. To suggest that Max has achieved what he is just because of the car is probably being disingenuous in my view. Owen in Hatfield. Chris, discuss. <laughs> discuss. Um... <laughs> It's let's see Max go to Lotus and win the, the world championship. Or if people e- think cars don't matter, or even closer, one. if he hits to Mercedes, yes. let, 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 let him go <laughs> to the same car that Lewis Hamilton. So, we, we, yeah. we're, we're not saying that uh, driving ability is not important, but the most important thing in Formula One is the car, it's the tool. It's yeah. literally the tool. It's like playing hockey with, I don't know. A, sh- a significantly shorter stick than you need. It's it, the tool is a very critical part of the entire performance. That's why it's a it's still considered a team sport because you just need that many people to put this particular tool together. Hey, hello, hello, guys. It's Z from Warren Park D. It's been a year without texting. Uh, glad to be back on your platform. Congratulations to Bill Antonio on his move uh, to Belgium. Used to watch him at DZ Stadium during wow. his junior career for DZ Academy. The boy is a superstar. And the future is bright. Alois, Bill Antonio is gone to Belgium. Great move for him. Uh, and you've got to say that he'll probably be a, a something of a loss to a Dynamo side that had gotten used to him pulling off some match-winning performances. Yeah, uh, loss for Dynamos, but obviously uh, it's a gain for for Bill Antonio for Zimbabwean football as well. You know, this is what we what we want. We need to export as many of these young footballers as possible so that they can actually develop even faster you know when they are in the in, in in Europe so I'm happy for him but like like you saying for Dynamos they're chasing the championship Biro as definitely they are one of the one of their best players do, uh, do you think so there was a, there a chance they could have negotiated for him to join in a couple of months, you know, when the season was over? Yeah, they could, but I wouldn't have advised because the opportunity might be lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be lost. Maybe something else, you know, unfortunately, something happens here. Yeah, he gets injured. He gets injured or something else can happen. So, uh, what, what has happened? He needs to go. Mm. He, has, he has to go. So, I'm actually happy uh, for, for, for Bill Antonio. This is uh, what, uh, what Zimbabwe needs. Yeah. Uh, we need more for footballers, I think, we, playing we, out there. We yeah. need that. Yes. Yes. Sam from Kariba has got in touch. He says, Hi guys, nice show indeed. And it's very informative. Makumberi kunge chea yamu fundi. Shabbos in Mbares, Rupamberi Baba Anzi, Holland hat trick. Shabbos Alvaita, a hat trick of hat tricks. And uh, uh, he, he's playing some phenomenal football, isn't he, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, 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 back to back hat tricks. And, and we always uh, talked about it to be, this, it was just a question of how he was going to adjust. Mm-hmm. And how quickly he could do it. Because my chances go City and create. Yeah, yeah. City will always create chances. I think it was a matter of how quickly can Haaland adjust to what he, how he now needs to play at City. And clearly, he's adjusted very quickly. And this is going to be a... 
I don't know, bumper goal season for him. King George has gone in touch. And sorry, Alois, this weekend I'm going to be supporting the students. Nemudara Wedu. So he's talking about the rentals. Nemudara Benza. Hans, do I get to support? DJ Bongs has got in touch again. He says the Gunners will bamboozle the Red Devils this coming Sunday. And we'll try and read one more message here. Uh, and uh, this, guys, if Haaland gets another goal hole this weekend, my FPL team will be dented because the Liverpool in me won't buy him. <laughs> that is Sangsi. <laughs> well, let's get into the beautiful game. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. <laughs> it's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Right, a remarkable transfer window closed at midnight with a number of new spending records set. And tonight, uh, we list the top 10 deadline day signings headlined by Chelsea signing former Arsenal striker Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from Barcelona. Chelsea understood to have paid the region of £10 million plus Marcus Alonso for the former Arsenal striker. Good deal, I think, uh, Chris, for uh, Chelsea. They certainly have been lacking uh, a dependable goal scorer. Yes, yes. And they've been struggling for goals this season. Yeah, that goal threat, I think, has been the, the missing element for Chelsea. And I think this is a great signing from them. Obviously, um, from a cost perspective <laughs> because of the, the way that the move happened. But I think also when you're taking a look at a revived Pierre-Emerick Obama Yang, they're going to get a lot of output from him because he still has a point to prove, I think. And uh, for Thomas Tuchel, uh, he certainly needed a play of this ilk because uh, uh, there, there are a few whispers now uh, starting to emerge Alois about Thomas Tuchel uh, and his time at Chelsea. He is underachieving right now. Yeah, I actually think that he's in a desperate situation at the moment. You know, the Chelsea fans, they they are not happy, obviously. The the Chelsea hierarchy, they're not happy. You know, like you're saying, they were not scoring goals. They they didn't do themselves a favor by letting Lukaku go. Uh, Playing Kyle Havitz, I've never been a fan uh, of of that. He doesn't have that presence. He doesn't have that presence. He doesn't have this the the speed. He doesn't have the intensity that you need in a in a in a in a in a top marksman. So for me, I think for Aubameyang to come at ten million because when you look at Alonso, he was someone who was going to be out of the team anyway. In the next in the next year or two, so for me, I think they they, they got Obamayang for for a bargain. They they, they just paid ten million for me. Mm. Uh, never mind Alonso, <laughs> they paid they paid ten million pounds. They're paying ten million Aubameyang. pounds. Yeah. So let's take a look at the other notable deals. Uh, Atua Melo has joined uh, Juventus, has joined Liverpool from Juventus on loan. Of course, uh, he is the Brazilian midfielder. Leander Don Donka has swapped uh, Wolves for Aston Villa. Just a short trip uh, from Wolverhampton <laughs> into Birmingham. Uh, uh, to join uh, Villa and Jan Bednarek uh, Southampton to Aston Villa also on loan. Anthony has joined Manchester United from Ajax. Very exciting proposition for £85 million. Uh, Billy Gilmore has joined uh, Brighton from Chelsea, £7.5 million. Idrissa Gay has returned to Everton from PSG. Villian, remember him? Uh, he was, of mm. course, the former Arsenal, former Chelsea uh, attacker. He's now at Fulham. Manuel Akanji, surprise move this one, has left Dortmund to join Manchester City for 15 million pounds. Daniel James has gone in search for regular football. He's left Leeds to 
to play for Fulham and Serginho Dest went to AC Milan on loan from Barcelona. Your biggest spenders of this transfer window uh, are Chelsea who spent £275 million, the biggest capital outlay for Chelsea ever in a transfer window, surpassing any spending uh, that uh, their previous owner Roman Abramovich uh, made at the club. Manchester United, £194 million. West Ham United, £162 million. Nottingham Forest, £154 million. Barcelona, Broke Barca, £132 million. Chris, UEFA today announcing the clubs that they are punishing for financial fair play. Barcelona is not one of those. They've balanced their books. They've balanced their books and spect- in spectacular fashion. The whilst um, people have been mocking <laughs> and saying this uh, and that, they, they have uh, been ginning uh, well. I think that the, the financial engineers at Barcelona, or yeah. whether it was a consulting team, whatever it was, mm. they managed to create and pull these levers that Barcelona was able to use and I think people underestimate the value of that brand which is what a lot of that leveraging was was the brand is so valuable in itself that there's certain assets that they were able to sell or literally put on rent and that they're able to get back in time so brilliant moves from Barcelona all right let's get into the weekend matches so there's the small matter of that big game United versus Arsenal <laughs> ZFM stereo is untouchable. United, of course, are continuing with their revival. They scored uh, their third consecutive victory after Sancho uh, gave them a 1 0 win versus Leicester last night. Uh, but their manager, Eric Ten Hag, believes there is still room for improvement for the Red Devils who take on Arsenal on Sunday. It's the big game of the weekend. Alois, and it's, it's, it's a test. It's a test for both teams. Yeah. A test of Arsenal's resolve to stay at the top of the English Premier League with the way they are playing their football, the goals they are scoring, and with the impressive shows that they've been putting on. It's also a test for Manchester United to see if this revival, after this terrible start, is really a genuine one. Yeah, it's actually a very intriguing match. Uh, one match that no one wants to miss, uh, even if you're a neutral. Mm. You just want to watch this match and see how it goes. Like you're saying, this is a Manchester United on revival, and then we have got a Chelsea side that is Arsenal's one, Arsenal. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal side that has gone five games unbeaten. So people want to wanna know that this is Manchester United that has just come out and they've just started winning, mm. and then they're facing a Chelsea that is unbeaten. So everyone, this is actually you remember the, it's, it's a there's a long you must be thinking there's of a Chelsea. long rivalry between uh, Arsenal yeah, and Chelsea is top of mind. Chelsea is top of mind. Arsenal is an Arsenal side that is actually uh, very much uh, on top of their game and there's actually an old rivalry between these two mm. you know during the Feige and uh, and uh, Venga era. and Venga era and it's, it's actually coming back and now people are looking at the situation and like who is going to win this mm. one very unpredictable like I said any neutral would, wanna would, watch would want to watch this game and see how it goes so I think this is one of the biggest games in English football maybe in, a, in, a, in, in the last few seasons uh, Chris how do you see this one going because uh, this is a very young Arsenal side uh, they will be playing at Old Trafford uh, last season classically they were not great tra- travellers Arsenal yeah. uh, and they'll be up against a, a, a Manchester United side that's got a 
lot of experience. It's not a young Manchester United yeah. side. Yes, they brought in some young players here and there, but they've got some really strong, experienced players. And I think it'll test Arsenal whether they can stand up to the challenge of playing against more physical more experienced sides like United. Yeah, I think what United have shown us, I think, in the last few games is that there's there's some match-winning players that they've got in those yeah. uh, in the squad at the moment that they're using effectively. And t- taking a look at history, Old Trafford is not necessarily a happy hunting ground for Arsenal. They've won yeah. just one of their last 15 away games to Manchester United. So for me, yeah. that stat speaks to itself. And this is a different Manchester United side now. So give me a prediction. Who, who wins this one? Oh, Manchester United. Way, I love it. <laughs> Man United 2-1. Uh, there was no hesitancy there. You know that it's, oh, Manchester United 2-1. You know, when Chris, uh, when Chris talked about Arsenal have not having won uh, in in a long time, one out of 15, I'm like, this is a stadium that even Brighton and Hove have come and won. won. Mm. Yeah, Arsenal, come on. So, where have so, you been? So, so, so you give, me, <laughs> give, give, me, give me your thing. But uh, this is a revive Manchester United. I see them winning 2-1. I'm with Chris on You're this. with Chris on yeah. a 2-1. Uh, I'm I'm also going with that two one, uh, but this time I'm going with Arsenal. Sean is loving. That's a signal. I'm backing Arsenal to to win two one uh, in this game. Uh, I just have a feeling that uh, they might just sparkle in this game. Uh, there's another big game. It's Chelsea taking on the West Ham. It's a London derby. We've already talked about Chelsea, of course, that they are under uh, quite a bit of pressure. He has been backed, uh, Chris. If you take a look at the arrivals that have come in yeah. uh, in the transfer window, uh, we talked about Chelsea being the biggest spenders and I think he can't look back Thomas Tuchel and say I wasn't backed they've brought in I think what is it about eight new players yep you take and also just take a look at the quality of the players that have yeah. been brought in as well Fofana Kukurela Raheem Sterling Koulibaly yes. um, Cassaday Obama Yang those are nah, not names business. to stiff at that, that is good business mm. for Chelsea and I think they managed as well to ensure that their departures were kind of balanced out with the talent that they brought in and so there are no excuses from a talent perspective um, for Thomas Tuchel at this point. Well, uh, talking about the hat-trick watch, that game will be in the Manchester City's visit to Ashton Villa. Can Holland score another hat-trick? Uh, your other fixtures will see the Merseyside derby get action underway tomorrow. It is Everton hosting Liverpool at Goodison. Brentford versus Leeds. Newcastle will welcome Crystal Palace to St. James's on Tyneside. Bournemouth visit at Nottingham Forest, Tottenham versus Fulham in another London derby, Wolves versus Southampton, uh, Brighton versus Leicester City, and of course, uh, the three big games Chelsea versus West Ham United, Villa versus Manchester City, and Manchester United taking Arsenal at Old Trafford. The Nerazzurri, the Black and Blues, Inter Milan. Barella, and of all the people, of all the people, Arturo Vidal. The Giallo Rossi, the Yellow and Reds, AS Roma. Pedro, he'll have a go. Oh, it's goals! Sensational goal from Pedro as Roma doubled their lead in the derby. La Viola, the purple ones, Fiorentina. Great support play, wonderful goal, and Castrovilli 2-2 two two for him. What a fine breakaway goal from Fiorentina. The Bianconeri, the black and whites, Juventus. Ronaldo! Seals yet another three points for Juventus. Tough yet colourful. The best of Italian football on Z. 
Now Inter will be allowed the services of injured forward Romelu Lukaku for the Derby della Madonnina with Milana, but manager Simone Inzaghi feels confident ahead of tomorrow's Super Saturday uh, where Fiorentina also face Juventus and Lazio clash with Napoli. Milan had lifted their first Scudetto in 11 years in May to wrestle the trophy away from Inter who finished second, two points adrift. It's a big game uh, to be missing the services of Lukaku Aloisa, but he's not going to be in this one. Both teams have had an, an uncertain start to the season uh, and they'll certainly look at uh, three points as being uh, perhaps the nothing, that, that'll be the, 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 the aim that they'll be going for this weekend. Yeah, I hope that uh, the one that goes, gets the three points is AC Milan. Uh, for obvious reasons, <laughs> for obvious reasons, but like you say, that they've had in different start both of the te- both teams, and uh, uh, it's a, an interesting match. It's, it has always been historically that uh, Milan versus Inter Milan has always been a big derby, and uh, any, anybody like like we always say that any neutral would want to watch this match. But for me, right now, this is so unpredictable. I don't know which way, and I don't know which team is going to come to the party at the moment. They are not. They, they are not at their best. Both, mm. both, both teams, they are not at their best. And so, hopefully, one of them will ignite and bring so, their so best team. Can, can, can we say that around? teams are generally improving, uh, Chris? It, it, the, you know, the world over in the major leagues. Because I'm just taking a look at clashes between the top sides where... Uh, we talked about Arsenal, Man United. We said it'll be very difficult. You know, it's yeah. it's too close to call. We're saying the same thing about this derby as well. I'm sure if we had a game right now uh, in Spain between, let's say, Real Madrid and Barcelona, would also be like, mm, you know what? It's hard to call as well. I think a lot of teams have done great business and have closed the gap. Uh, teams, AC Milan five years ago would have been saying they'll be thumped yeah. by Inter. <laughs> <laughs> I think also the the, the quality of decision making is improving for these clubs so when you're taking a look at the science and the data that they use to make the decisions whether it's the players that they bring in whether it's the technical staff everything is improving and it's almost leveling the playing field and I think COVID did a little bit to level that playing field as well um, just in terms of the gulf in class between a lot of the sort of top 8 teams in each league Right uh, talking about of course the other big teams in Italy Roma are away to Udinese Juventus like we say the are uh, away to Fiorentina La Viola whilst Napoli travel to the eternal uh, city to take on Lazio over to Spain your big matches Real Sociedad will be taking on Atletico Madrid it's Sevilla versus Barcelona and Real Madrid will take on Real Betis out in Germany Borussia Dortmund versus Hoffenheim Union Berlin versus Bayern Munich Bayer Leverkusen versus Freiburg and Eintracht Frankfurt will take on Leipzig uh, Messi Mbappe and Neymar will be away. They're on the road <laughs> to take on Nantes. That, of course, is in France's league. And that's all we have for you on this Friday. Don't miss the show. We'll be back with you on Monday at exactly five past six. And it's Messi. It is the cleanest that clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by 
such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mundell and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.